kind enough to join me this morning. Here on the morning show is my good friend, Guardians broadcaster Jim Rosenhouse. I thought it was time to bring Rosie back on the show with so much going on in the offseason right now with the Guardians. When you talk about a new manager and earlier this week, the new coaching staff in place. Next week, it's the winter meetings and, of course, the hot stove season with a lot of player movement. So, Rosie, let's start with our manager, new manager Stephen Vogt. Talk about this uh, decision and the direction the franchise went with this. Well, Ray, you know, it's interesting. They could have gone two ways and maybe found someone who had, had been managing in the major leagues for quite some time with some other teams. But, I, you know, I think they wanted to, to go with a, a younger coach um, and, and surround him, and we'll get to it in a bit, with, with some experienced coaches but go with a younger manager. Um, and in this case, it is a first-year manager. I know, um, you know, that's the big wild card. If we don't know um, how he's going to be as a major league manager because there's no track record. But um, there's plenty of managers who've done quite well in their first jobs. And, um, yeah, I think that they're really excited about what he brings. There are some similarities to... To Terry Francona in, in how um, Stephen Vogt, at least as a player and then in his one year as a coach, related to players and what he believes in and the experiences that he's gone through as a player. I think what made Tito so effective is, um, you know, he was he had some high moments for sure in the major leagues as a player, but also knew what it was like to be that, that 26th guy on a 25-man roster where you're fighting for your job and, and trying to stay in the major leagues. And that's all part of, of being a major league manager. How do you handle all the different personalities in the clubhouse? So I, I think they're banking on, on his people skills. And certainly there's a, a great background in terms of, you know, strategy and, and, and blending analytics and, and all the new stuff. So they're excited about him. I, you know, I, I've met him a couple of times as a player uh, super nice guy. Met him at the press conference, and um, I think he'll fit in well here. And at least the early returns are it's, uh, an exciting hire. You know, you know, Rosie, it doesn't happen every time, but uh, we've seen the catching position translate into solid managers from Bruce Bochy to Mike Sosha, Joe Girardi. We can go on and on, and he has that. And I, I like a lot of things that he brings to the table. One is the catching background, where you're kind of the field general. He's not too far removed from the dugout, so I think he gets the modern-day player with the youngest team in baseball. Yeah, and you know he brought up a great point. As, to your point about being a catcher, and he said, look, as a catcher, I had to make 175 decisions a game, mm-hmm. you know, on every pitch, um, you know, how to get the most out of his pitcher, whether it was the starter or reliever. So he had that perspective, and then – you know, he had to contribute offensively as well. So, um, you know, I think that's probably, in a, in a small nutshell, what makes a, a good major league manager as, as a former catcher and why you see it more often than other positions. So, um, you know, he brings that to the table. And, yes, I think he gets the modern-day player. Um, during his time with Milwaukee, he was hurt. And he asked, hey, can I stay on the bench and learn from Craig Council? And, and see what he does and, and all that kind of stuff. And they said, absolutely. So, so that was a big help. You know, he, he's been around some really good major league managers. And hopefully all of that comes into play when the season starts. 
Guardians broadcaster Jim Rosenhouse with us. So, Rosie, let's talk about the staff now that was put together this week. And I like it outside of the organization a little bit. Kept some members of the organization, some veteran coaching staff members, and then also promoted from within the organization to come up to the club. A nice mix. It really is. And, yeah, I think it was, I think it was really, really important to be able to keep, at the very least, um, Carl Willis as the pitching coach and Sandy Alomar Jr. as the, as the first base coach. Um, a wealth of experience there. They've been in the organization and, and they know what it has taken to win here. But um, yeah, I think from from your listeners' perspective, just a great promotion is Ruglis Odor is going to be the, the third base coach and help with the infielders. And um, you know, he's been in the organization forever on the development side, and uh, I'm going to have a chance to, to visit with him for our show this week, our weekly show. Um, and it, just a, the amount of people in the organization who are happy for Rubens Odor to get that chance at the major leagues now and, and a coaching role. Um, it was a, a tremendous amount of people were just so happy for him because of what he's meant to the organization. And I think it's a really good sign um, him, Brad Goldberg, had been at, at Akron a year ago. Um, he'll be the bullpen coach now. Um, the fact that they're promoting from within, it not only helps those two, yeah. but I think it sends a great message to the rest of the minor league staff. Hey, you know, we believe in what you do. We value what you do, and it could lead to some big things for, for individual careers. Absolutely correct, Rosie. Jim Rosenhouse is with us, Guardians broadcaster. Jim, to wrap it up, uh, hot stove, uh, the meetings are coming up. It's the season, free agency and trading, and uh, we don't know how active the, the Guardians will be. I imagine they'll be on their phones, speaking of Chris and Mike. But what are you expecting, uh, if anything, from the Guardians? We hear rumors galore of Shane Bieber and maybe looking for outfielders and such. Do you know, indeed, are the Guardians looking to, to bolster maybe some of this offense? Well, absolutely. And, and how they do it remains to be seen. I'm sure their phones are getting bombarded with um, the Bieber question. You know, what, what would it take to pry him away from, from Cleveland? Um, and that'll be, I think that'll be a big theme to, to watch through the winter meetings and beyond. What happens with Shane Bieber and, and, and if something does happen, what does that mean coming back? And, and, and would that lead to some other things? And, and if they don't move him, what does that mean? And how can they augment the club offensively? Because I, I think, look, um, last in home runs, uh, I know that, you know, the year before, they, they didn't hit a whole lot of home runs and it worked out okay. So, so there is a way to score without that. But I think we saw last year it can be a hindrance. And, and they were one of the, 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 the weakest run scoring teams in baseball. And no matter how good your pitching is, that can be frustrating at times. And, and it led, you know, and one of the reasons that they were below 500 a year ago. Rosie, speaking of pitching, if, if the guardians do or don't trade Shane Bieber, do you think we still need to add like a veteran arm to this young starting rotation? Again, if Bieber's there, you you kind of got your five set, but a lot of times those veteran arms can help in more ways than than just being on the mound. It, it seems, especially with a lot of these youngsters on the mound, a good veteran in there that could eat out some innings might be valuable for us. 
I do think they need that. And a couple of reasons. Um, Cal Quantrill, I know last year did not eat a lot of innings, but the year prior he did, and, and that would have been the expectation this year. Tristan McKenzie and, and Bieber, to be to some extent, um, you know, until they get into the season and show they can pile up the innings again, there probably will be some apprehension heading in and, and hope that, that they're just fine. Um, and, and with the young guys, look, I think we saw last year, injuries happen to pitch. And, and the year prior, um, everything went great. You know, they, they got the, the 30 starts from most of their rotation. But uh, I think in most years, most teams have to deal with pitching injuries. So to your point, I think they'd love to bring in a veteran arm that can kind of cushion that a little bit if indeed they do run into some struggles. Rosie, away from the pitching staff, you know, if you look at question marks, and we talked about maybe some power, and I don't know if it's a question mark. That's why I'm going to ask you a question. Is there still a question mark at the shortstop position? I would say so. Um, you know, Gabriel Arias got a great chance to nail that job down last year, and I don't think he did. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what? what is the... I know they, they don't like to decide jobs in spring training. They gave him a great opportunity to nail it down last year, but I know they're still intrigued by Brian Rocchio, um, who had some good moments. Um, maybe if there are trades to be happening, that, that that's an area where it happens. Um, it still is an area of depth in terms of middle infielders in the system. So I think it's up in the air, Ray, going into spring training and, And maybe that is a position that's decided based on the spring. Well, Rosie, great talking baseball again. And I think you and I could go on another 10, 12 minutes here talking baseball. Should be a good offseason. Thanks for making time for us. And listen, you, the family, Carol, and the kids, have a great holiday season, my friend. I'll see you in January for our luncheon with the Guardians and such. But always appreciate the time with us here in Akron, Rosie. Ray, it's a scientific fact. If we talk baseball, it melts the snow. So good work today. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, my friend. You got it.